Hello, this is Full Manga Librarians. We're your friendly intermediate teen librarians, Kelly and Carrie from the Akron Summit County Public Library. And we're here today to talk all about manga. Every other week, we'll suggest manga you may want to read. And all of the manga we mention will be available to order through the library, either physically or digitally. We'll go over what the manga is about, connect it to other media outside of the manga realm, and offer other important details such as suggested age level or content awareness. We will do our best to avoid spoilers, but some may squeak by. We apologize in advance for mispronunciations. So, Miss Kelly, um, I think we've kind of figured out at our ages that people are not always what they seem, and we'll discover that when we talk about today's manga. Was there an, a manga character that had a secret or a surprise in their life or identity that surprised you? And why do you think it was such a shock? Okay, so first thing that came to mind was in the manga Black Cat, um, there is this character, the main character named Train Hartnett. And I know I've spoken about Black Cat before, so um, but I, I did kind of want to say that with Train, what's interesting is you're introduced to him as this happy-go-lucky, energetic, uh, loves-milk kind of character, like super just kind of full of expression and full of life. And as you go through the series, you find out about his past and how he was the black cat. He was an assassin who would go and be completely emotionless, um, cutthroat, bloody, like super, super good at what he does, which is I mean, killing people. Um, so I guess he had to be emotionless. He had to be reserved. But it was like just recalling reading that series and even how he was drawn was starkly different to who he was or who he became in the present. That it was it was kind of shocking to see that that was his past, that he had become someone completely different and so as you go on you find out why that is um and i think the reason why it's intriguing to me the reason why it was surprising is just because it was his complete opposite of who he was so yeah that's my answer yeah that sounds pretty intense so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well okay um well mine would be too and you know after seeing so much anime and reading so much manga it was kind of hard to narrow this down but um I'm gonna go with Yato in Noragami yeah yeah and and Noragami starts off is he's just you know Yato the delivery god he's very goofy and self-centered he's like this big child and you think you just can't take anything he says or does seriously and man does that just <laughs> That just makes this huge shift. And I don't know, anytime there's a new chapter posted online of Noragami, I'm afraid to read it because I know I'm just going to be a, a, a wreck. Like I would, the whole rest of the day, I'll just be crying because he is definitely not what he seems to begin with. And no. <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form. Like, oh my gosh. Um, but it's, it's incredible that he can hide the truth behind this very believable facade. He's an incredible actor, um, but he does use that facade to just kind of protect himself from 
what's really going on, I think, emotionally. So, so a quick question. Do you think that there was a time in your life ever that you had to use some kind of facade like that? Oh, gosh, I think I think everybody does. I Mm -hmm. mean, whether whether it's to avoid something or to, you know, um, I guess like like I was saying about Yato, you know, you have this, this persona um, to kind of protect yourself from whatever yeah. is actually going on, or you don't want to do something and it just gets you through and, yeah. you know, as long as you have to. And I, I don't know that that's, I don't think that's really a bad thing unless it, it does start to interfere with your life and keeps you from dealing with things. But sometimes you just need to have that just to get through until you get to a point where you say, okay, now I, I just got, I have to get real now and yeah. deal with this. But sometimes there's, there's so much going on. You just have to choose your battles. And if you have to have that, you know, um, that facade, that persona and, and get through yeah. and it works, you know, it gets you through, and there you go. But um, I think just as long as it doesn't become a problem and it just doesn't change who you are and what you need to, you know, keeps you from dealing with things. Um, like it, Yato, he deals with things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets there and man, does he have to deal with things? Poor guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers, but I mean, I mean, wouldn't even know where to start with spoilers for Noragami. It's a crazy <laughs> mess. Jeez. So. So what, what manga do you have to talk about today, Miss Kelly? Yeah, so I have uh, Raka, Braves of the Six Flowers. And it's, so, okay, so we have Adlet. And he's, Adlet is the self-proclaimed strongest man in the world and legendary hero who ventures forth to meet, to meet up with other legendary heroes named the Braves of the Six Flowers. And who the Braves of the Six Flowers are are, they are six people chosen by the goddess of fate and destined to end the demon god. But when they all gather in one place instead of six braves, there are seven. So one of them is certainly an imposter here to serve the demon god. But who? At once, suspicion falls heavily on Atlet. After all, he uses tricks instead of powerful attacks to take down opponents. And as a reader, you might also suspect him too. But is he truly the imposter? Or is it someone else among the seven? Okay, so as far as age appropriateness goes, those 13, maybe 14 and up would be the target audience. The series has violence and has fairly revealing clothing, as you could probably tell by the first volume's (laughs) cover. So it does not, (laughs) it definitely gives you a warning. Uh, Other than that, it isn't too bad. The manga has an almost anime look to it, especially in the characters' faces and in the eyes. The overall style lends itself to darker shading and clean, solid lines. And when characters move or attack, the art keeps it clean and swift, and you can almost imagine the movement. I actually was really drawn to how the anime's artwork looked. I I watched the anime first. I didn't realize we had the manga here until later. And so when I pick, when I finally did pick up the manga, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the style carried over. Interestingly enough, the artist is the same um, one who does a comic a kill. So in case you're interested, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is. Yeah. So, Raka is a tale about trust 
and is a mystery masquerading as a fantasy. Sure, there are still epic fights, intriguing powers, and powerful gods, but if you're drawn to stories where you can't quite tell who to trust, pick up We Were Liars by E. Lockhart or One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus, really anything that McManus does. (laughs) Yes. But both books make it easy to doubt characters, even the main characters. Of course, any story with unbelievable with an unbelievable narrator or a mystery where you lock all the characters in a room would do. I think even, I don't know, my mind wanders to Knives Out or Clue. If you, if you want a fantasy book, something where gods have a hand in fate and reality, you might want to check out the Queen's Thief series by Megan Whelan Turner. And this is one of my personal favorites. So it's it's a wild ride. Um, as the series progresses, there are so many clever twists, just like Raka, that you won't necessarily see coming. As mentioned, there are, of course, gods, and these gods are based on the Greek pantheon. But Raka is a mystery, a fantasy, and hopefully a favorite. It's also short with only four volumes. So check it out today at your closest location and see if you can guess who the imposter is. That sounds really intriguing. I didn't even know. I didn't have this on my radar before, but I'm going to have to pick it up. Yeah. The only reason why I knew about it, like I said, is I saw the anime, I believe on, yeah, I think it was on Netflix or one of those streaming services, but I think Netflix. And I was like, Ooh, I really love this art style. And so I started watching it and it starts off at a different place from the manga. I I get why they did that, um, but it was super fascinating. And so I stopped watching the anime and I was like, I want to read the manga first. And I found <laughs> we don't have the anime here and we don't, there's also a light novel. We don't have the light novel, um, but we do have the manga. I wonder if we could get the light novel through Search Ohio. I looked and I didn't see, I only saw the manga. Um, but you could technically read it online. It's just, yeah, kind of frustrating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a different experience to read it. Yeah. Up. No, I'm definitely picking this one up. And with four volumes, I mean, you it's not yeah. like you have a lot of time that you're going to lose if you end up not enjoying it, but it sounds yeah. like I definitely would. It almost feels like a short story in the way, well, not necessarily, but in the way that the plot revolves around that mystery of oh there's one person who could potentially or more more questions are um arise as you go through the volumes but it really does center around that question and then the fallout of what happens and it's it's super quick so yeah you should pick it up (laughs) (laughs) and i will good now what do you have miss carrie I have um, a little something called The Witch and the Beast. Now, how far would you go to find the source of a curse that ruined your life? Guido wants nothing more than to take her life back, but she must find and kill the witch who cursed her with the beautiful female form she now possesses in order to do so. She and Ashaf, her relatively calm mage companion, find themselves in a variety of troublesome circumstances while they search for this elusive witch all of which involve wickedly cool paranormal creatures, supernaturally powerful women, and emotionally charged banter between our leads. At the end of August, I noticed an announcement online about a new anime adaptation for a manga that had, until then, eluded my radar. The article Mm -hmm. featured the cover of Volume 1 of The Witch and the Beast, and I immediately, as in, yes, right that very moment, 
hunted down a copy of the same. Needless to say, I was overwhelmed by the captivating story and glorious art, which features an art deco style set in the Edwardian era. Guido is unfailingly represented as a gorgeous image of female delicacy, but she, or he, or it, is nothing like the skin she wears. She fights to kill, and her physical aggression is quite nearly matched by her verbal abusiveness, her single-minded focus always on vengeance. Ashaf, in contrast, is more of her handler than her friend, but he absolutely has feelings for this beast, and while Guido might not admit it, she cares for him as well. This mysterious relationship simmers as grotesque and bloody battles ensue when the pair encounter those who interfere with Guido's search. A variety of paranormal creatures bear the unfortunate brunt of Guido's fury, which knows no bounds, and the splattery results are gruesomely depicted for those of us who savor such graphic intensity. All the more stark echoed within that art deco frame. If you enjoy steampunkish fantasy populated by powerful, merciless women, this one's for you. Honestly, I don't remember reading a series with such overwhelmingly strong women before, and it's rather validating. Guido's <laughs> feral nature is true to the self hidden within that female flesh, but the other female characters assert themselves in deadly fashion as well. This ongoing tale is now up to 10 volumes with nine available in English, which means I am foaming at the mouth waiting for a release date <laughs> for the next one. Oh my gosh. If you're already a Guido and Asha fan, you'll enjoy a personal favorite of mine, the Infernal Devices Trilogy <laughs> by Cassandra Clare. Yes. I feel like I haven't recommended it in a while, and it came to mind several times as I tore through these nine installments. Shadowhunters battling demons in dark Victorian times with a heartbreaking romantic triangle to complicate the job. What's not to love? Now that I think about it, Anne Rice readers should like Guido and Ashaf's corpse-ridden journey as well. If I haven't been clear, I want to be sure you know that this is for older readers at least 16 and over due to, as you might guess, graphic violence, language, and mature themes. <laughs> we do shelve it with our adult graphic novels instead of teen for those reasons. If you're still not sure that The Witch and the Beast is for you, although you have an affection for this genre, do yourself a favor and look at the covers. They truly speak for themselves. <sighs> Glorious. Yes, I, I had a very similar experience to you where I remember seeing that anime announcement. I was like, what? What is this? And then we started getting the books in here at the library. You know why? You know why? You know why? <gasps> did you request? The books of course I did. Of course. I was losing my mind because I, I, we didn't have them. And so I ordered the first, I ordered one and three through Search Ohio. And two was not requestable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get volume two. And I'm like, how am I going to read three if I haven't read two? So I got one and I read it and I was like, hitting my head with the, ball, <laughs> with the book. I do that a lot. So I was hitting my head with this going, oh my gosh, you must be kidding. So I requested that we just buy them all. And we did. So um, Thank you. I'm really excited. <laughs> I do that a lot. I do that a lot. Yeah. And yeah. of course, our, our librarians who do the collection development and the ordering are always happy to get recommendations because they can't catch everything. You know, they don't know everything that gets published or everything that's, that, you know, readers would want. And they do go out. So it's not mm -hmm. just we bought them because I wanted them. We bought them and they go out, you know. Right, they are, right. They, are they being, do. They are being read. So, which is exciting to see that, you know, people are getting them and um, enjoying them. I, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued because, okay. So, Miss Carrie, do you remember uh, a while ago where steampunk was supposed to be huge in YA and then it just never happened? Do you remember 
Yeah, there were a few popular series, and then it just kind of it, it right. take off like like we expected it. I I find it fascinating that with manga, I feel like I'm seeing more and more steampunk style. Um, yeah, th- I I feel like it's doing better in manga, and I'm I'm curious as to why. <laughs> I think <laughs> because think it's, it's visual. Stuff? I think it's because okay, yeah, because of the the illustration. I think, and the movies too. I mean, you really need to see that. Yeah. I mean, when when you're reading, you can you can kind of picture it, but I think steampunk does just so much better if there are the illustrations. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure why, because a lot of historical periods or fantasy science fiction novels do very well without illustrations. So I'm not sure why steampunk seems to do better like that, but in that format but that that might be it that's just my guess so okay cool yes well thank you miss carrie for ordering (laughs) sure (laughs) i'm happy to absolutely happy to yeah (laughs) (laughs) remember all of the manga we've discussed today are available here at the akron summit county public library you can give us a call or check out our website at akronlibrary.org to find your copy we'll have another episode for you in two weeks This has been Full Manga Librarians, and we thank you for listening.